0: Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it.
1: Yeah, this week we started a new K-drama. We watched the first two episodes of The Sound of Magic, and I will be calling it at one point or (laughs) another who's to say when, who's to say at what time, what episode <laughs> of the podcast, I will be calling it Sound of Music at least <laughs> once. It's too hard not to. <laughs> I, they did that to themselves. They did. And I, I did grow up watching The Sound of Music. My mom loved that one. and Yeah. So it will come so naturally to me to, <laughs> to fuck up the name of this new K-drama that is delightful.
0: Delightful! We got a solid start with Ji Chang-wook, yeah. which is where I want to start, because obviously he is perfection. We love him. He's our favorite actor. So, so good. I'm so glad to see him in this role. We haven't watched his past few shows, because at least the last one had some controversy. It was based on a popular webtoon, so it was destined to to be successful, and it was what it was. The story was just transferred from an existing popular webcomic to a show format, but it was a storyline that many people, including us, didn't really agree with, so we didn't check it out because it. he played a store manager that, as far as I know, falls in love, in mutual love, with his much younger employee, Maybe maybe minor employee. Who's to say? Anyways, (laughs) we didn't watch it, so I can't really say. But have you gotten any of those vibes
1: from this show? I'm not, I won't lie to you and say that there haven't been multiple moments where I thought, this is pretty spooky. I don't know. Don't do this. Yeah, I don't really approve of this, especially, especially because they did straight-up acknowledge the Absolute inappropriate creep factor of, uh, in this K drama, of a store manager, a convenience store manager, taking advantage of his much younger and very down on her luck employee, uh, and oh the God. extreme power Im- imbalance there. I screamed out loud when that happened. I just started screaming no because I was so sad and busted up and uncomfortable for her. And And
0: disappointed! I feel like there was part of me, the whole since the moment he was on screen, that's like, "Uh uh-oh, a store manager. He's gonna do something creepy at some point. And I just wanted this K-drama to leave this poor girl alone and say, yeah, there's one random stranger in her life who does good by her. Like, I love a damsel in distress as much as the next guy. Maybe even more. But I was frustrated that this one storyline with the store manager was such low-hanging fruit. Yeah. I think that's what bothered me, that it was so obvious it was just such an easy storyline for them to grab. And they were like, yep, he assaults her. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I knew he would, but that's
1: so cliche, I
0: don't know. Yeah,
1: it was unbelievably upsetting. I think there is a part of me, and I hope that... As the drama goes on, they can resurrect that a bit, but I think they're doing themselves also a disservice by making this creepy magician seem like the only person that she is able to turn to because literally every other person now that has shown her kindness has fucked her over except him. Sort of. What
0: is this? Yeah, we're going to... This is messier as an introduction than I ever thought it would be. But to jump to Nadel Dung, who I thought would be maybe my favorite character. Yeah. I really liked him because I think he had so many opportunities to let her down. Especially with this bully character in the background trying to use him to manipulate our main character's social standing and him constantly shutting it down. I was so excited. Like, he's clearly, he wasn't her hero or anything, but he had his tiny moments where he was a good boy. And then at the end, they were like, no, yet another letdown. Yet Yet another villain in her life. Yep.
1: And I don't know how they're going to bring that back. I suspect they'll try... I just don't like this whole thing where every person in her life, every single person is leaving her, letting her down, taking advantage of her, except this weird adult musician who- Musician. Uh, or, sorry, magician. Magician, musician. <laughs> musician. I mean, he also sings. I guess, well. to be fair. Yeah.
0: You're not wrong. That's my bad.
1: <laughs> Por que no las dos? <laughs> um no i did slip up with my words for sure there but he has both but this i mean it's just it is unsettling to have every person every person let her down except this spooky magician that i i like him i don't want him to be the only person she has though right because that Makes the power imbalance too much. I want there to be something that balances the power here remotely for her and any relationship she has, especially with him, because obviously this whole K drama is going to center around their friendship. Better just be a friendship. I will. Better
0: just be a goddamn friendship.
1: <laughs> call someone, the Korean police, on this show if I have to. <laughs> Because it really does need to just be a friendship and it really does need to just be a little more balanced, a little bit more of a choice and not a final act of desperation for her to – what because I get it. I get her, right? I think that it's so reasonable for her to be like, I don't have time for all of your shenanigans. Your magic is whatever. It's fine. It is not (laughs) going to get me out of – this horrible situation i am in in my life it's doing nothing for me so i do need you to leave me alone so i can try to figure out how to get control of what's happening happening to me any given moment in my life
0: yeah i love their argument where he says do you believe in magic for the 90th time and she goes No, I cannot afford to believe in magic, because it is not getting me out of my situation, which I think my mind kept going down that track into. And if it were real, then I would be mad that it hasn't helped me at all thus far, that life has beaten me down so much, and the magic in the world that's very much real has been a part of that, or at least has not been useful In helping me, I think that's maybe selfish, but a very fair argument as well. But either way, she's like, I don't have time to care about magic. I'm glad that you are living your best homeless life, but I cannot care about magic. I have especially a little sister to take care of who needs me to not spend my time at this amusement park making fireworks with you. We need a place to live, And we're going to be kicked out if I spend too much time here. It's all a lot for her. And I loved that moment. And then they sing a song. And by the end of the scene, she's like, I guess magic is real, which is cool. That's fine. But I feel like this show makes me go back and forth so much because then one of the next scenes is the magician paying off her debts with this fake money. And you're like, I don't. See what the point of this is.
1: (laughs) Is this a joke? Yeah, because they immediately find out it's fake and it does nothing for her. And he did nothing for her. And the only thing he has done for her is maybe a crime by getting rid of her boss that assaulted her. She was the last person seen with him? Yeah. Great. And, yeah, she has... Both the worry that she is going to be held accountable for his disappearance to now live with, and because she's a normal human being, even though he was a complete piece of garbage, just a flaming trash pile, she's still a person, and she's still concerned about murder, and so... That's also something that she has to be worried about and live with and navigate her day-to-day life being aware of.
0: Wondering if she saw someone be murdered in front of her and did nothing to stop it. Actually asked for it to happen. Yeah, as a normal person, she has to live with that? I don't know. It's all a lot. But yeah, the power imbalance, the reliance... I thought at the end of episode two that he would be like, is there anyone in your life that you want to open up to? And, I mean, call me a romantic. I thought it would be Nal Dung who had asked her out in the worst way, but hadn't quite disappointed us as much as the cliffhanger yet. And, of course, he was
1: like, I don't know, it's your mom. And she's like, no, it is not. Um, Trauma. My mom did abandon me as a child, so... If that's
0: your magic is to bring her back, pass. Yeah,
1: uh, I just write to her because I figured she'd never see it, so...
0: And I could pretend that I had a normal, healthy relationship with my mom, who then passed away when I was very little. Now I have to contend with these weird messages that look like I want to have a normal, healthy relationship with the woman who abandoned me. I don't want to think about that. My guy, I'm busy. I have
1: other stuff on my mind. Really, the only thing that could actually solve that is her mom showing up and actually showing up. And even then, I don't know if there's anything that her mom could say to me, to me specifically, could say <laughs> to her that I would feel okay about the whole Situation. K dramas do have a way of surprising me though. Whenever I think that someone's done something pretty unforgivable, K dramas are often very good at having hidden a bunch of scenes that led up to them doing that thing or a bunch of context surrounding the thing they did that changes the situation entirely. Right now it feels like probably the situation is you didn't keep in contact with your kid that you Fully bounced on when she was a tiny, tiny little girl.
0: How can you justify that? I don't know. But yeah, it seems like if we spent, I don't know, the next episode with her mom taking those two kids out of the poverty situation that they've been struggling in for the past however many years and said, I will protect you now. You're going to come live with me. You don't have to like me. And then the next three episodes after that, this is only six episodes. What is happening? Why are we spiraling <laughs> out of control with all of these storylines so quickly? But then the next three episodes were spent, yeah, going through that trauma and sifting through our main character. Is her name Yanni? Uh, I really should have taken notes.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I think it's Ayi. Thank you. I think. Ayi. I say that. But do I know? We don't. Clearly.
0: So, (laughs) we've got our main character. If she was able to sift through those feelings with her mom, and they were able to talk about their relationship more openly, and mend that, then I would believe in the power of magic and forgive the magician for being a little on the creepy side. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. It seems like he's just meddling in something that's not going to be fixed within the next four episodes. But like you
1: said, K-dramas surprise us, so maybe I'm just being pessimistic? Yeah. This K-drama is unbelievably short. Yeah. I we I know that we were like, cool, short drama, let's do it, when we first saw that it was six episodes. It's not that we miscounted for once. We we knew it was six episodes going in. It's just that I didn't expect to be as invested in the storyline, and I didn't expect the storyline to feel this impossible to resolve in six episodes.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think I am talking about Nodal doing way too much, because he was set up to be a character that I really liked. But I think... He had opportunities where he was this kind of morally gray character to become a really good character and someone that our main character was able to rely on. And it would be cool to see the magician be able to use his magic to foster these amazing relationships between the main character and her classmates in ways that helped her. But instead, everything else is falling apart. The two girls that are her other classmates. I thought they would be kind of normal. There's a line really early in the show where the, uh let's call her Robin, because let's say there's Batman and there's Robin and you know which one is which. So Batman is like, do you want to have some fun? And Robin's like, no. And I thought that was really funny. I thought that was very different from the usual henchman of bullies who is excited to go along with any evil plan. But then they were like, no, no, no. These are very typical school bullies. They are they are not outside of your expectations. They are going to do everything you think they're going to do. And that's been so boring to me. I'm so frustrated. I wanted more from them. And I thought that, yeah, the magician would be the one to kind of foster these changes within each of the characters that we see (laughs) so that our main character didn't only have herself to rely on. She didn't have to keep everything inside. She was able to reach out to people within her peer group, not just to a spooky magician at an amusement park, at an abandoned amusement park, for help with her situation. But nope, magician wants what magician wants.
1: <laughs> yes, I I genuinely did not want these girls to suck as badly as they did. I don't I didn't even necessarily obviously we always want a friendship. It's you and me. So, we always <laughs> give us friendships. We always want there to be some real tight friendships in a K-drama. That said, I didn't need them to be friends. Of hers, I did hope that they would be human beings, not absolute psycho mean girl robots that are completely heartless towards someone who is doing nothing to antagonize them or draw their ire. I do still, I'm holding out hope for Robin because she is very, she seems at least aware that they shouldn't be being massive dickheads to this girl. She isn't stepping in to stop it, so I don't know exactly, you know, we could get into the problematic behavior of knowing when you're being the worst and still not stopping. But that said, I do have some hope that she will turn around and finally say, alright, this sucks. I (sighs) have watched the abuse for long enough. I can acknowledge what's happening here. So... I still have some hope for her. I don't know what direction they're going to take Na'il Dun in. He's very confusing for me because I do get the feeling that they're going to try and, you know, resurrect him. I feel like what they tried to do was point out that he's in a pretty emotionally abusive situation with his dad, whereas, oh my god, he has some pretty deep daddy issues. That said, I don't have a bunch of sympathy for him because I just, it's hard to have sympathy for anyone after watching Ayi go through everything she goes through. And then to have someone else walk in and be like, he obviously doesn't get it. He doesn't know what's going on, but he does know she needs money. And that's problematic too, that he knows that she needs money and he's taking advantage of it and I just don't know how they're going to resolve his whole thing and still have him come out being an okay dude, because right now he feels pretty bleak. He feels like a pretty pathetic dude right now.
0: Yeah, I think that's what really compounded my being disappointed with the scene where the magician says to Ayi, I like you, that's why I'm doing all these things. I... I don't know if it was a translation thing, it seemed pretty obvious that he was just saying I like you, as in I'm interested in you. But, why? I don't... don't, I'm interested in you romantically. That's as far as all the K-dramas that we've seen. That's how you confess to someone like chooaeo. So, what? Where is that coming from? Has that energy ever been here? For one, it makes me mad cause gross. That's gross, my guy. She's a very young woman, very vulnerable. Apparently you can read her thoughts. So like on a lot of levels, not okay. But then compound it with Nal Dung being there and going, (gasps) another man likes the woman that I like? I think I will mistreat her for that reason is just what... Yeah. I don't it
1: makes me so mad. It's very teenage boyish, I'll give them that, but at the same time, I just I guess I'm over throwing a bone to people just because they're a teenage boy, right? I'm I'm a little bit over being like, yeah, but can we expect better because they're a teenage boy? It's like, yeah, I think that there's actually some teenage people, but specifically teenage boys out there who are really decent humans that would not treat this woman as this young girl, this teenage girl, like a piece of garbage, as soon as she couldn't fulfill his romantic aspirations.
0: Can I also throw in, maybe to all of our teenage boy fans who are listening to the (laughs) podcast, but also to any fan, if you see someone in a position of power, whether it be this huge age gap or someone who's just clearly in a position of power with a young woman making an advance on that woman. Can you stay and just watch especially if you're hidden and you could have the power to intervene if things go awry?
1: Yeah, for sure <laughs> for sure read the room, you know, for sure take a take a moment to just double check, you know, your own safety and everything. But From there, react in some way. Don't just leave the person who is vulnerable and who's in a vulnerable situation, disadvantaged in any given situation. Don't just leave her, especially when you have been acting like her friend. That's the most messed up part, is that he had been acting like her friend. And as soon as she wasn't there to be romantically for him in his mind, or whatever, whatever went down for him that he decided she no longer qualified. Her turning him down in the most reasonable way possible of legitimately saying, Hey, I like you back, but I can't do this right now. Let me explain myself. And him just fuzzing out all of her words. No, I can't hear you because I'm being rejected. And then... No longer being her friend, because she was only of value to him up until the moment that she rejected him.
0: But even then, he still followed her to the theme park to see what what was going on there. He was somehow interested, and then to jump to his conclusion that she and the magician had some kind of weird relationship. Where, I, what's, what's your line of thinking? Can you logic me through this, little guy? Because... Very clearly, the magician is, like, creeping on this girl, and I know in your mind you perceived her receiving this news quite well, but let's say you're wrong. Can you just stick around for a minute to see if she's like, I don't know what to do, I am now very scared in your presence, Mr. Magician, and... We are alone in an abandoned theme
1: park. Even if she does receive it well, I just... (laughs) Yeah. I just, it's not... Because that's power imbalance still. Even if she wanted his attention in that way, I just... There, I can't... uh, There's so many ways that I want to describe how that's inappropriate, but we all get it, right? Everyone who's here listening to this knows, you know, everyone knows that grooming is a thing and that, but we also know as teenagers that we probably would have felt really flattered by advances from older men, but we were also teenagers. And so we weren't self-aware enough or aware of the world enough to know that that's a predator. So...
0: So if you had a friend nearby who was like, hey, I saw everything that just happened. Or even if they let you keep that a secret, if they just brought up at school next day, like, hey, so I know we're not going to be a romantic thing, but it's not because you're romantically pursuing some creepy old homeless dude who does magic in an abandoned park, right? Like... (laughs) That would be super creepy and weird, and I don't think that's good for you. But just hypothetically, don't do that. Yeah, okay. are you safe?
1: Uh, and also, can we have if you are interested in that man? Can we just like have a conversation about healthy boundaries and relationships?
0: Let's just have a few conversations, actually. We can
1: just do this over a a period of time. During that period of time, could you make sure you're going to your job and not to this creepy abandoned theme park?
0: Thank you. That'd be great. I don't... I don't know. I liked the show while we were watching it. I think it wasn't until we got on this podcast that I was like, wait a second. Ji Chongwok, did you do it again? Did you take another... Predator role. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that.
1: Please stop. Ugh. I bet I'm sincerely hoping. I actually watched this with Craig. I'm trying to get him to uh, watch it with me, my boyfriend, whose name I'm sharing on the podcast. I think I've done that once, right? Did we bleep it out? I think so. I can't remember. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've been watching this with my boyfriend and. It actually works out, because I wasn't expecting it to be fully a musical, but he also loves musicals, so... Uh,
0: yeah, <sighs> definitely. I didn't watch the trailer, so I was very surprised when they started
1: singing. Yeah, I thought there would be a musical number. There's a lot. There's three <laughs> per episode.
0: They're really good, though. Oh my god.
1: Every single... The, the opening one has been my favorite so far. Oh, I thought it was just so much fun to have all the students... Getting into this big secret that is happening, and this ma- this handsome magician, that- and then we're all dancing in magic, and we're dancing on the side of the building. I just thought it was so whimsical and fun. Yeah, it was a good start. Yeah. But all of them are good, because all of their voices are amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Craig did call it high school musical, but with magicians in Korea. <laughs> Okay, in South a Korea. longer title, but yeah. we love to hear it. I was like, because high school singing students. It was like, yeah, because high school Because high school singing students, okay. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair enough, fair enough. I
0: Yeah, I really liked it. I do feel like that first opening number, which oh, before I forget, I will say, I also loved that the dancing throughout this whole show each of the songs sometimes the magician manipulates people into dancing and the dancers just do a superb job of acting that out. Like they're not supposed to be dancing. They're not in charge of their own bodies. They're not in control of the dance, but they're dancing flawlessly. It's subtle and it's perfect and kudos to that. But I will say the first song did set me up to think that this show would have so many more secondary characters that had storylines of their own. And at the end of episode two, it really feels like we're left with five characters. And we kind of only know about two of them, the main character and Ildung. We don't really know anything about the magician or the two bullies.
1: Yeah, and currently it does feel like it's too short for them to have too many other side stories with the I guess they decided to go down a pretty big dark path of childhood poverty so that's a lot to solve in six episodes I don't
0: and then they threw in a missing girl there's a missing child
1: (laughs) yep what so yeah people being quote-unquote murdered going missing disappearing, a creepy magician, childhood poverty, a dad who's on the lam because he went bankrupt when his toy store shut down, and a mom who abandoned her kid, and we don't really have a bunch of details outside of that, and some high school bullies.
0: The classic overbearing, over-successful parents that... Put way too much pressure on their high-achieving children to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. we got some classic tropes, and <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Some of them we do have to unpack. We do. There are storylines that do need to come to fruition. Where is the missing girl? What happened to the store manager? Does Aye ever get out of poverty? It's like a maybe third, but. I'm very curious about the crime that's going on. Yeah.
1: There's a lot to unpack. There's six episodes to unpack it. And I I found in our time watching K-dramas that all of my favorite K-dramas have done a really good job of including secondary storylines like full robust storylines for secondary characters that allows them to be their own people within this story because they aren't just here to be supporting characters for the main actors Th- they ultimately are that but that said they what makes them feel real and what makes us fall in love with the whole K drama is having these really deep Uh, feelings and storylines for these secondary characters. So I'm interested to see how far they'll be able to go into each of the characters in this amount of time and also resolve what they've put on the table in two episodes.
0: There's a lot that's been started. I don't know how things will come to fruition. Do you think there will be... A cop character introduced, and that will be a little triangle between the magician, the cop, and the high schooler. And that'll be a really cool little spinoff that we get to see where the cop is like, this magician is a freaking criminal, but
1: also sort of falls in love with him. Mm? I don't know. I would be open to it, because she'd be an adult, or he. Yep, And so that would be okay by me. And I'd i be actually happy to see it. I think I would start to get anxious having a cop hang around. I'd also wonder why maybe the cop wasn't... It's tricky because I'd be so worried about her and her sister ending up in some kind of foster system. But also, just the fact that there's been zero adults stepping up for these people. Zero adults stepping up for these two kids is, frankly, wild.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I was so additionally frustrated with the store manager situation, where obviously, like I said, we all saw it coming, what happened, but there is so much potential for them to be like, $300 doesn't mean that much to some people, and it means the world to other people. So this store manager is like, I could have used this money for sure, but I can see that you need it more, so here you go. And how that changes things for these two sisters, even just for a short while and in just a short way, but how that relationship with that store manager had it continued as him just being a good, normal guy who's willing to put forth 1% extra effort towards helping people can can change things for someone in a bad situation. I was excited for that, but, you know, let me down, I guess. Um, Yeah. So it'd be nice to introduce even just one character who's not a spooky magician (laughs) to be like, these girls need help. And maybe, yeah, maybe there's a discussion at some point of you guys don't want to go in the foster system because you would probably be separated or things might happen there. But also you have someone that's supposed to be watching over you. So maybe you don't quite qualify. I don't know. Obviously, they don't have anyone watching them anyways, but, you know, there could be interesting discussions had. I guess I just want a crime drama, and a legal drama, and a magic drama, and a musical drama. So if we could just combine all these things that I'm looking for specifically, it would be my <laughs> perfect show.
1: The perfect show! Yeah, Can let's get some lawyers in here, and... <laughs>
0: really talk out the details of what's going on in Magic Land.
1: Yeah, something I was thinking about was actually my mister just now. It It's very... It's a similar idea of a young girl that pretty much no one has shown her even a remote amount of kindness that didn't also involve some kind of power play or control or abuse. And how there's just a part and this is spoiler free but there's just a part in my mister where someone explains something to her that l- literally could have changed her life so much sooner but people were able to take more advantage of her not having that like access to like life changing information and no one took the time to say actually this thing that you desperately need is free all you have to do is fill out a piece of paper. And I just keep wanting that moment. Just that one moment of someone saying, here's a life-changing piece of information that you as a 16-year-old girl obviously would have no access to this information. That's a given because you're a kid. No one has, and no one's ever taken the time to sit down and say, hey, this could really help you, but let me take the time to sit down and say, hey, this could really help you, and it's completely free for me to tell you about and for you to take advantage of. Yeah,
0: let's talk about the social systems that our country has built to help people like you. You can live in your house without your dad, and this will pay your rent. And this will pay for your bills, and you just have to fill out this kind of paperwork to get access to it. You, This is a food bank you can go to, you just need a card, it's like a library card, super easy to get. Like, there are probably so many systems that they qualify for that, yeah, she just doesn't know about because she's a young girl just trying to get through the next math test.
1: Yeah. Oh. So, that's really all I want. From this show, <laughs> is there to be this moment where it doesn't have to be big, right? It just has to be big for her, and so yeah. Hopefully, they can use
0: hopefully
1: <laughs> use that, and then hopefully,
0: Robin makes that happen. She's like, my mom's a social worker. Do you need help?
1: Yeah, yeah Robin, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Are you gonna fuck me over too? No, this is like no. You're just doing this. <laughs> This is alright. alright, <laughs> Robin.
0: Let's go! Let's see it! I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're totally right. These girls should have access to more of the social systems that are supposed to protect them, but they're probably too busy to even consider going and filing some paperwork that would keep them from being homeless.
1: Yeah, and the only adults that they interact with benefit off of them being down and out.
0: Yeah, except the magician.
1: <laughs> One point in his corner. And I don't expect him to know about that paperwork either, to be honest. <laughs> but is it
0: is it too much to ask that he help her, yeah, form these relationships that will help her out of poverty? Like, again, if he's going to bring her mom back into the equation, that's fine. That's a big, big deal. And I hope it's done very tactfully. Very, It's a sensitive thing. But it could be a really good thing for her if her mom is like, Hey, I'm a social worker. I, But I'm also your mom. And I have a multitude of responsibilities towards you that I have not been fulfilling as of late. But especially if their dad's gone, she might be way more interested in reconnecting with her daughter is daughter. At least
1: one one daughter. Yeah, I have no um, clue how these girls are actually related. Because all the family <laughs> pictures have just, just one one daughter. one daughter. When did the second daughter come in? Why is she not in the pictures? Is she what? real?
0: Oh no, Riquel. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: it's gonna be really sad if she's not real.
0: Yeah, and Ayu's just. Completely lost her mind. Yeah. What if, like...
1: I can't stop... Okay, so here's another prediction, but it's not a real predict. It's like a half. It's like a fourth of a prediction. I cannot help but feel like the magician is somehow connected to her. And I know it's not maybe groundbreaking. Pretty much every K-drama does it where they're like, they knew each other when they were just tiny kids or whatever. But I just feel like... There's some context we're missing that they'll do in some flashback, so it's not that we ever could actually guess at it right now. We would need that context or some more breadcrumbs to to actually make a, a guess at it. But that said, I can't help but feel like there's going to be some tieback where he knew her when they were younger, like he was a teenager and she was a little girl or something. And she did something for him or her dad did something for him, like he knows her dad somehow or her mom or something, right? Where there's some kind of tie-in and it will all come together in that way, I think.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Like the Chihuahua was not and I like you as an adult man to a young woman, but it was I am actually your long-lost uncle. And I have a vested interest in your success. I will not go the typical route of just <laughs> saying, Hi, I'm your uncle. I'm here to pull you out of poverty. I will do things my way because I am a little bit psychotic.
1: But <laughs> It's me, your poorly adjusted uncle. <laughs> here to help.
0: Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Big reveals coming up. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited. Man, I feel like we... Touched on everything I wanted to touch on. We didn't talk about how beautiful Ji Chang Wook is as much as I thought we would. Yeah, he is so perfect in
1: this role. It's hard to talk about how beautiful he is currently with the context they're (laughs) giving us. (laughs) (laughs) So far, they've given us spooky magician, and he's doing it so well. And so I'm afraid. I'm afraid to talk him up now. And have them never rectify just how spooky they've made him.
0: Yeah, you can make him spooky, but let's let's ease up on the <laughs> pedophile vibes. There are they're low. I think kind of similar to the store manager. When we first saw this relationship form, maybe all of us in the back of our minds were like, uh, <laughs> This could this could be bad. But they were pretty solid for most of the two episodes of being like, it's not, it's totally above board, it's all good. It was really just the last half hour of episode two where they were like, or is it? Which don't, <laughs> don't,
1: don't do that. It's not too late to pull this back.
0: But it's not too late to pull this back. We could get the perfect Jichang look, not so spooky. Just whimsical and silly and fun and a little psychotic magician <laughs> that we want to see that he was born to play. <laughs> Give it to us.
1: We want that chaotic energy.
0: Yes, we want chaos, but not in the creepy child predator way. Okay? Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's all we request. That's, that's all I had to say about these two episodes. Yeah,
1: I think I got everything in as well, and I'm excited to watch the next episode. I want to see what they're able to salvage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: before we do our housekeeping, before we do our sign-offs, this episode is a little bit shorter than usual. I'd just be curious if anyone wants to let us know. Is that good? I think we harp on K dramas getting longer and longer a lot, as we also slowly got longer and longer in our episodes. 100%. So if you're like, "Hey, Pot Kettle Black, um, <laughs> make your episodes shorter," I liked the 45 minutes, and now they're 55 and 58 minutes. Let's chill out. Let us know. Yeah. But if you're like, "I genuinely have never noticed," you guys are just fine. Just stay within like 10-15 minutes of your typical episode length. Totally okay. Also, let us know that. You can do that by email. That's the quickest, easiest place that we always make sure to check. We maybe never respond to, but that's because we're bad people. <laughs> not because we don't care. Your emails make our hearts full. Thank you. Playonkpodcast at com.
1: Yes, you can also uh, check out our website where there are episodes, there are places to comment on those episodes, there's places to sign up for newsletters that hopefully one day we'll get back into sending out. I literally work in the email industry and I cannot figure out putting together a better system for sending out more regular newsletters. We'll get there, we'll get there. Fingers crossed. We're working on it. Yeah, so that website is playonk.com. You can also check out our affiliate pages there. There are a couple of things if you're interested in getting them. If you use our links, it helps us out and you get a cool thing. So the first thing is Skillshare. If you're interested in learning a new skill, sharing some skills. There's Blueberry Podcasting if you're interested in starting a podcast. It's super easy to do if you want to have your voice heard, and using Blueberry Podcast and our link specifically helps us out and helps you get started. And then finally, we have NordVPN, which we primarily use to watch K-dramas that aren't licensed in our area. But... There are other extremely good benefits to using NordVPN. And so, uh, so if you're looking for that extra layer of security when you're using your interwebs, that is a good one to check out. And that's all on our website.
0: Yeah. We also have a Patreon. If you do want to help us out in a monetary way, you can donate to us. We don't have any additional benefits at this time, so it's just a way for you to say, hey, I'm listening, keep up the good work, keep that website open, keep the podcast going. That's at patreon.com slash playonk.
1: Yeah, and then the last thing that we just like to mention each time is just the freest way to help us out is commenting rating reviewing us commenting is what i meant to say when i said reviewing or <laughs> reviewing is what i meant to say when i said commenting but anyway uh, any combination of of any of that subscribing rating reviewing really helps us out it helps other k drama podcast listeners find us
0: rikel have you seen our rating on spotify uh-uh, what is it? It's so high. What? And so many people have reviewed our show. What? Oh, it makes me so happy. Or rated. I don't think you can review on Spotify, but they've rated our show. Thank you. Thank you so much to everybody who has taken the time to do that. Just to see the number makes me so happy. That's
1: I literally just pulled it up because I wanted to see it, and now I'm a little emotional. That's so many ratings. I know! I, I think it's would listen to us an incredibly small amount in the s- grand scheme of things. The My Favorite Murder women would look at us and laugh. They wouldn't. They'd be really kind. They They're would. nice people. They would never. Um, but for us, it yeah, it feels like a lot. It feels like a lot to us, and every single one means something to us.
0: Because we know that's a person yeah. who chose to listen to us and then chose to re- rate. And that's... Oh, that's so kind. Thank you to everybody who did that. Yeah, thank
1: you so much.
0: We will see you all next week for the next two episodes, the middle two episodes of The (laughs) Sound of Magic. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.